Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Tuesday the 22nd of February. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Sophia Franklin. Has Russia's invasion of Ukraine already begun? It's taken him over an hour and the best traditions of Hitler and Stalin to push uh, a speech full of lies, full of historical manipulation. And acid attack victims in Mexico fight for change. I don't want this to happen to another woman. I want hate towards women to end. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Russian President Vladimir Putin has sent what he's calling peacekeeping troops into Ukraine after signing a decree to recognise two regions of the country as breakaway independent states. Putin made the announcement about the rebel-held eastern areas of Donetsk and Luhansk in a lengthy speech last night. The move came mere hours after Putin and his US counterpart Joe Biden agreed in principle to a summit over Ukraine. In his speech, Putin said Ukraine has become a US colony with a puppet regime and that Russia has every right to take countermeasures to ensure its own security from the West. It's uh, like uh, having a knife to your throat and they want to implement those plans just like they did in the last years by expanding NATO to the east, expanding the military uh, um, equipment and infrastructure, uh, ignoring our protest uh, warnings, uh, our interest. They just spat and uh, at it and did whatever they liked. Tanks have been spotted on the streets of Donetsk just hours after Putin's speech. Groups there were waving Russian flags and setting off fireworks following the announcement. Lesia Vasilenko is a member of Ukraine's parliament and has told Times Radio it was the longest declaration of war in the world's history. It's taken him over an hour and the best traditions of Hitler and Stalin to push... uh, a speech full of lies, full of historical manipulations. 
I mean, we were just witnessing complete madness happening in the 21st century. The escalating situation in Ukraine had previously led to Western embassies removing staff and families from the capital city, Kiev. The Times of London's diplomatic correspondent, Catherine Philp, has told Times Radio that despite Putin's speech, there's been little sign of panic there. Kiev does not feel like a city on the brink of war. And and in fact, you know, despite the warnings about an assault on Kiev, we, we may be seeing that we might be about to see something much more localized in eastern Ukraine. It's incredibly difficult to tell. And, and the Ukrainian government themselves have, have very much downplayed the prospects of, of Kiev coming under any assault. Since Putin's actions, world leaders are swiftly gathering to discuss what to do next. This morning, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson is holding an emergency Cobra meeting at Downing Street to consider how to respond, with sanctions being prepared for key Russian figures and businesses. It's a a violation, a, a, a flagrant violation of the sovereignty and integrity of the uh, of Ukraine. It is a repudiation of the uh, of the Minsk process and the Minsk agreements, and uh, I think it's a very ill omen and a very dark sign. Times Radio's political correspondent Charlotte Ivers says Mr Johnson is taking this very seriously. This is a sign of the urgency that Boris Johnson views the situation in. Last night he spoke on the phone to Ukraine's president and told him he believed that an invasion was a real possibility within hours. And we heard as well last night Boris Johnson in the press conference just after President Putin spoke, describing this as a violation of the sovereignty of Ukraine. He described it as an ill omen and a dark sign. An emergency session of the United Nations Security Council has also taken place. The UK's ambassador, Dame Barbara Woodward, said Russia has brought us to the brink, warning that the country's actions will have severe and far-reaching consequences. She said an invasion would unleash the forces of war, death and destruction on the people of Ukraine. Lysia Vasilenko, a member of Ukraine's parliament, told Times Radio what should be done. A grant Ukraine full membership in NATO. That's the only thing to do. I mean, uh, this is a clear act of aggression that the world has witnessed just uh, 15 minutes ago when Putin signed uh, the the acts proclaiming territories of Ukraine as sovereign states. Uh, This is ground enough for further sanctions. And the sanction against Putin would be granting Ukraine full membership in NATO. On the way, the end is in sight for the UK's COVID restrictions and Trump launches a rival to Twitter. Times of London Daily World Briefing. To Mexico now, where acid attack survivors protested outside of the National Palace in Mexico City on Sunday, demanding authorities work to end gender-based violence. Names of the victims were projected onto the palace to pressure officials into action. The Carmen Sanchez Foundation is the first local non-government organisation that supports victims of these attacks. 28 survivors have been located by the foundation so far, but with no official national figures, activists fear the numbers are much higher. Maria Lopez is an activist and victim of an acid attack. I don't want this to happen to another woman. I want hate towards women to end. 
I want legislation to severely punish those who do it because it changed our lives. It changed our lives completely. It's a lot of emotional and physical pain. Survivors are looking to classify these attacks as attempted femicide. They hope to get government assistance for the medical care needed for victims too. According to authorities, 10 women are murdered every day in Mexico. The UK's Prime Minister has confirmed that coronavirus restrictions in England will end on Thursday. But because of the efforts we've made as a country over the past two years, we can now deal with it in a very different way, moving from government restrictions to personal responsibility. So we protect ourselves without losing our liberties. The decision brings an end to the legal need to self-isolate if someone tests positive and routine contact tracing and testing will be ended from April the 1st. It also means the public will no longer be able to access free testing aside from vulnerable groups. But it's been met with a more hesitant tone from England's chief medical officer and criticism from opposing parties. Professor Chris Whitty insists this was never a trivial disease. Meanwhile, Shadow Minister for Public Health Andrew Gwynne says he feels the decision has been rushed. Now is not the time for these particular changes. So obviously we want to continue testing. We realise that there is going to be a point in time uh, where we have to scale that back. Uh, but this nece- isn't necessarily uh, that time in place. We've also got to have a proper roadmap for decision making to give certainty on what actions should be considered and by when. He was banned from Twitter, Facebook, Spotify and countless other social media sites. But now the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, is back with his own platform. Truth Social launched on Apple's App Store on Sunday, although some early users had difficulties registering accounts. Some are already describing it as a clone of Twitter, though rather than posts being called tweets, they're labelled as truths. However, some Trump supporters overseas are still unable to access the app, with it only being available in the US for the time being. Sarah Elliott is a spokesperson for Republicans Overseas UK. She's explained to Times Radio why she wants to be part of the new platform when she can eventually get onto it. I want to be on a platform that supports free speech, that isn't censored. Uh, that isn't hypocritical. Mm. If you think of Twitter, there clearly is a left-wing bias. Uh, People's accounts just disappear without explanation. Mm. Um, You know, they set the algorithm certain way. So I want to be on a platform that's actually more open. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. Now, with more on Novak Djokovic's return to the tennis court, here's John Jackson. Novak Djokovic has won his first competitive tennis game following his deportation from the Australian Open in January. The Serbian eased to a 6-3-6-3 victory against Italy's Lorenzo Musetti at the Dubai Tennis Championships. He was at the centre of a vaccination and visa saga in Melbourne, which eventually saw him leave the country without competing because of his COVID-19 vaccination status. The world number one described being back on court as a pleasant experience and said that the majority of the other competitors welcomed his return. The 20-time Grand Slam winner is also due to compete at Indian Wells from the 7th of March, but says he will not be able to play unless rules change to allow unvaccinated competitors to take part. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment.
A new TV special is to be released by none other than music superstar The Weeknd. The singer says he'll release the special as part of his new album Dawn FM, which will include collaborations with the likes of music legend Quincy Jones, rapper Lil Wayne and even comedian Jim Carrey. The show will be released on Amazon Prime on Saturday and has been described as a purgatory other world, where live performance and theatre collide for a night at the club. And finally, coming away from the Winter Olympics with a record may not be the only thing you'd be glad to keep intact. Finnish skier Remy Lindholm had been competing in the cross-country event in Beijing when the low temperatures caused his penis to freeze. The race had already been cut from 50 kilometres to 30 as high winds made it feel as low as minus 32 degrees Celsius. Lindholm said he had to use a heat pack after the race to thaw out his genitals and described the pain as unbearable. He said the conditions made the competition one of the worst he'd been in. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Tuesday the 22nd of February. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.